Okay, hi everybody. This is better after a seven-month-long hiatus. I am Dr. John Duffy, and with me is the very smiley, upbeat, and caffeinated matcha latte Julie Duffy. Hello. <laughs> Did I say that right, matcha latte? Yeah, I think so. And explain for those of us, including me, that have don't get it, what that is. Listen, I'm, I, I'm just going to tell you this. Yeah, I was yeah. so and tired. Be honest about like, this. Like dopey tired. Um, before I left for, uh, before I left for a few errands, I was sitting in the living room and I literally was like, "Okay, I'm going to stand up now <laughs> <laughs> and walk into the kitchen." I mean, I was just dopey tired. Um, Shane Adams, who we love, who we adore, introduced me to matcha lattes during the Zen Parenting Conference. Oh, I didn't it's know like that. It's like a green, creamy-looking thing. And I I get coffee when I'm at Starbucks. I don't get any of the teas. I don't even... I don't get the... There's... Oh, I can't think of the other lattes they have that are tea-based. No. Like a mocha latte? A no, a... no, 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 um, no. None of the other tea-based lattes. But I tried this um, on Shane's recommendation a while back, and... I went from dragging myself around to doing calisthenics. <laughs> Which Julie was doing about Trader five Joe's, minutes ago here. Um, line. I was just like, leg lifts, leg lifts, you know, dancing around. It, it gives you the best awake feeling. It's not like coffee. It's like, boom. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you this. If you saw Julie right now, you'd want some of what she's having. Her eyes are wide open. She's got nothing but energy. I'm ready. Yeah, I I even bought some matcha powder at Trader Joe's to try to make, make my own. Because <laughs> I want access to this feeling anytime I want. Yeah, you look fabulous. Thank really. you. you know, I'm just picturing how... how um, so you're in the Trader Joe's line. Trader Joe's lays it out right now for those of us who are in quarantine. And I think that's seven and a half billion of us, except Indiana. Um, we are still spacing out and, and stuff like that. And Trader Joe's is really good at laying stuff out. But there's still a little anxiety because everyone's wearing masks and stuff. And well, I can I, picture that this woman in line who's dancing and stuff kind I was of just changing doing the vibe. Leg, leg, side leg lifts. Listen, here's... That's something, Julie. Not everybody's Trader doing the side Joe's, leg lifts. I mean, lift. I know people probably feel anxious, but I feel pure joy now when I shop at Trader Joe's. I know I did a podcast with my friend Trader Judy, Judy who works there, but I, I realized when I'm standing there, it's one of my, maybe sadly, favorite things to do these days. No, it's just... Everyone there has such the best vibe. Everyone who works there is ha- has the best vibe. They have the best vibe amongst one another. They're smiling under their masks. They're upbeat. They're greeting you. They're so awesome. And hundred percent. I, I mean, the place is unbelievable. I mean, I loved shopping Every once there in a while, anyway. Somebody's too awesome. And like, I love I've, their I've stuff. Run into that. No, not no, too awesome. Not anymore. No, not anymore. And they take your cart. From you, you you stand way back. They check you out. They bag everything up. They box your wine, and then all you do is step up, pay. They have a, the the they have the um, plexiglass. I know everyone knows this. How but many how many bottles of wine do you think you have to buy for them to box it? I don't know. I think I got six. 
<laughs> yeah, I think you showed your hand there when you said they box your wine. That suggests not a bottle. Yeah. So, anyway, matcha latte, try it. You'll and like Trader it. Joe's, try that. So, um, maybe we should, because we haven't been here in a few weeks. You were here with Judy. And yeah, so we've been posting those Instagram live things. So, uh, But just you and me chatting in here. Um, we haven't done this in a while. I know. It's kind of interesting to be back in these seats, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, kind of fun. Yeah. I've been doing all sorts. It, it's kind of fun to have you here because I've been doing all this media in this room, like uh, radio and TV, which one amazing thing about doing media during quarantine is the media comes to you. You know, effectively, it's like, you know, so anything I'm doing, I'm, you know, you can't go to the place. Every studio is yeah. locked down. You're doing it right here. So I'm doing it right here. And it's kind of like it's still happening. And you're still like I'm doing the radio thing. It's great to just walk across the hall. Maybe we should start changing up the background. Maybe we should start putting some of my paintings behind you. Well, that's <laughs> not a bad call. Because I bet people are tired of seeing, um, although a fantastic book, that, that book cover behind all of your stuff but maybe not well maybe we could do something maybe we'll have some surprise backgrounds for the for the coming week for the instagram stuff yeah or for the media stuff oh the whole thing the whole thing we're gonna change it up yeah yeah and people are gonna say what's that beautiful painting behind you right and they're gonna be like you know writing checks and stuff yeah yeah Oh my God! It's going to be ridiculous. The the riches and abundance that are about to flow out of this room are insane. I just thought it, it was a brilliant idea. It was a matcha latte idea. Oh no! Everyone, sit back. <laughs> like if, the, if this chair had a seatbelt, I'd consider putting it on. Yeah. Because I feel like we're a rocket ship about to take yeah. off. Um, let's do a quarantine check-in. Okay. Scott. Right here, insert the music for the quarantine check-in. <laughs> Something like, you know, what? Like quarantine check-in. Oh yeah. Like, you know, like something yeah. like that. Oh like, yeah. You know, so if if you got anything in the arsenal for a little, like you know, because we'll, then we'll make that a segment. Quarantine check-in. Here comes your quarantine check-in. What does that remind me of? Quarantine check-in. Um, oh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. So, um, at, Bobby well, Newport. <laughs> <laughs> Julie's memory is like Julie could get a, a 36 on the ACT right now in about 15 minutes. Just right now. Yeah, seriously, I was man. a different person before I had my la- matcha latte. Luckily, I have a spare ACT in the trunk. I'm going to give that to you as soon as we're done here. Luckily, I have a spare box of matcha in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> this matcha is, is it a substitute by any chance for cocaine? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's the bump I needed. <laughs> anyway, time for the quarantine check-in. Um, how are we doing? We still got George and Lauren and Lucy, and it's, like, unbelievable. This, so this is the weirdest quarantine we've ever had, right? Because It's the only quarantine we've ever had. Well, okay, but it's still the weirdest one. Yeah. And um, because... I, I'm still doing my thing where I go to work, right? Yes. And there's a lot happening. You know, not everybody's coping as well as we uh, would hope with the quarantine. It's hard. Um, and, and it's interesting because what's, what's hard is shifting. Um, you know, we're no longer anxious about getting COVID. I mean, I've, I've had kids in my office say, you know what? At this point, <laughs> this, is, I, this has happened more than once. It's, and it's... I'm laughing only because it's kids and they mean it. At this point, I think I would rather just get it 
and be done thinking about it. I, you know, like I, because oh, I know I totally I would feel like I feel sick maybe for a day or two, maybe for a week. You know, but then I'm so tired of thinking about it and worrying about it and worrying about my grandparents and you know, like, and if you just had it and you were done with it, and if it were if it were truly a one and done thing, I think most of my kids would be like, you know, oh, fine, good, sign me up, I'll take it. Oh, for sure they would. There, and a lot of the kids probably weren't worried about getting it. I could be wrong. In the beginning, you know, because the the narrative was that if they got it, it would be no big deal. They were worried about their parents. They were worried about spreading it. They and were, and, and, and for those of you who don't think so, they were worried about yeah. spreading it. They wanted to be with their friends. They still do, whatever. Um, but and they're gonna be. I mean, Illinois, June first, I think is. Uh, I mean, there's the state rules and the city rules, and then there's the you know science, and none of us know. <laughs> None of us that know. Was perfect. None of us know how to uh, assimilate all of it. So, but you know, for the record, Illinois is allowing groups of ten. You know, so what does that even freaking mean? Um, but it—it's abundantly the clear. Kids, it follows the science exactly the kid, because yeah. the science changes every fifteen yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um. Andrew Cuomo today, this is a rando fact, but he said, well, so the CDC came out and said that it's less transferred by someone contacting the same surface than it is, you know, airborne. When I talked, I was on the radio with Ro Khan the other day, and he had just found that out. (laughs) And he's like, he he did one of those things where his voice goes into another register because he's like, you know, um, so... When we first started this, all I did was avoid surfaces. Like, you know, I hate everything about this. The, the idea of, of catching something of, of, uh, something awful is so disgusting to me. And so they said, watch out for surfaces. And I'm like, okay, I got that. I will watch out for surfaces. And I've been a maniac. <laughs> He's like that. And then they're telling me, well, maybe not the surfaces. And, and I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, He's like, I don't know. If I'm ever going to touch surfaces again, even though because I don't believe them now, they they've told me two different things. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you can't have 100. percent You can't have much confidence at all in anything you hear because we're hearing so much conflicting information. Every state is doing something different. Um, you know, D.C. is well. Everybody has a political agenda, so it's really hard, really hard to trust any information. But Cuomo did say, um, you know, it, he just kind of used – no, 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 not used. He made the point – it makes the point to wear a mask. <laughs> if, you, if you're going to be in a place where there are more – you cannot social distance, wear a freaking mask. Yeah. I mean, and if you're against wearing a mask, there's no downside to it. There's no downside to wearing a mask. It's not infringing on your rights or your freedoms or anything like that. I think that's a crazy argument. Well, you know indeed, I, mean? like, I think in in New York they're making. He said it's mandatory, so and you can't. You have to wear a mask. I mean, and, and 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 even if you're not sure that that's going to help somebody else, the idea that it could very well spare somebody. A severe respiratory virus seems like not that big a deal, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's well, the no-brainer for me is, you know, I'm not going to walk into any business, and luckily, 
just for the clarity of it, Illinois is mandating masks when you walk into a business. And um, so that's, that is, I, I for sure would never walk into a business without wearing a mask. For their, you know, they're wearing masks. What am I going to just walk in there like, oh, I don't care. You know, I don't care if I infect you, but thanks for, you know, right. looking out for me. Right, right, right. And that's really the message is kind of an F you. Yeah. I do, I'm going to take this opportunity to, Julie, Julie, by the way, is the registered, um, you know, sanitizer at our house, and she has kept us all safe. And George and Lauren and I are COVID-free because of Julie. That is a fact. Um, but I do have a complaint. Uh, oh, the mat. Really? Well, yeah, I do, and I. <laughs> but I really did want to do this in a public forum <laughs> because then you can't really lose it on me. I my mask is pleated. Like, what is this, the 90s kind of infection? Let's, can I get something with a clean f- plate? You know what you I mean? Can a a get clean whatever face. Whatever you want, sir. Well, I ordered a pack of masks from China. But they're pleated, they're pleated like a pair of gap, you know, chinos from 98. It's not. Oh, you know what else Andrew said, Cuomo? Um, that he was talking about masks again, and he said, less frontline workers are getting sick than regular Americans. And he's like, why? Because they're wearing masks. Now, I don't know where he got that data, but if he, if that's true, that's really interesting. I um, I think that is true. I, I read that this morning in a New York Times article, which and that's by um, proportion, of course. But yes, I think that's true. Yeah, by proportion, but, but dang, I mean... That's a yes by proportion. You did decide to be very far away from your microphone all of a sudden. Oh, was that? Sorry, I was. <laughs> yeah, leaning. by proportion. That like like fewer uh, a smaller percentage of frontline workers apparently are um, people in the ER. Right. Well, part of it also is that finally, once the states took some of this stuff over and started trading PPE with one another, that our doctors and nurses, from what I understand, in most major metropolitan areas at least have the PPE they need. So they have guards, they have all the gloves they need, they have different um, different face masks for different patients. And that's how they, apparently that's how you do it, is like, you know, you um, ideally, them. well, or you don't toss them. You can wear the same face mask with the same patient over the course of a shift. Oh, right. Right, but then you, for a different patient... Oh. You want to wear a different mask. I'm not sure I understand the science behind that, but it's explained in the article, which I didn't take a lot of time to read because I am not a frontline worker. I'm well, a backline worker. So the bottom line now is we all have to decide how we're going to proceed into the next steps because everybody's doing something different. And I think this is like, um, I, I've been saying this around the house, I think, to everybody's annoyance, but I think this is like a, a big, probably one of the bigger moral and ethical dilemmas of our time is like, you know, that we're all, because there isn't the consistency in leadership that we could use here, we're going to have to make these calls individually or as households. Yeah. You know, and um, or as like families, or like you know, if we grow our circle a little bit bigger, like who are we going to include? There's a whole bunch of variables that now I think we're going to have to weigh, and I think we're all going to be coming up with different answers. You know, like and so 
the other element of it is going to be kind of that cancel culture, um, you know, shaming, isolation shaming thing that people are talking about where, you know, if you see a group of people uh, walking out of here a week ago, I saw 10 boys on bikes together. They were actually not even on top of each other, you know, like they were actually spaced apart and they're on bikes. They're moving. Yeah. And so I went in about 30 seconds from, you know, like, these kids, man, drives me crazy. I feel like I've been lecturing kids to not to do this to, man, I totally get it. I get why their parents probably said, yeah, it's okay. Just be careful. Keep a little distance between you and that this is the kind of call we're going to have to make. And it's summer. And, you know, I will say knowing a lot of kids, the likelihood of kids staying in all summer is super slim. So if you're you and know, not a good idea, and it's a bad. It's so bad for Listen, them. Listen, kids can kids can get together. Okay, for sure they can get together in backyards and socially distance. Now I, I doubt they're going to be as diligent about it as maybe we would be at first. Where you know they're going to be handing each other beers or handing each other pops or handing each phones. Other, they're going to or snacks and they're going to be looking at each other. Yeah, so so I don't know. I just think that is the reality and you know we're just gonna have to see yeah with the way kids tell me it, it, it's it's happening is you get together a lot of kids are getting together like high school kids or grad new graduates whatever for a bonfire right so the, the, yeah. the idea is you know the chairs are, are spaced apart and they say we all start that way but you know human nature kind of pulls you together with your friends, you know what I yeah. mean? So you end up like, you know, closer to somebody because you want to tell them this one story yeah. and you don't want to disrupt these other people. So, you know, in the end, um, keeping them separate is virtually impossible. But we also have to recognize on the other side of the coin that whenever we mix the dish, somebody else is at risk, like potentially somebody else is at risk. So there's all... There is that other variable. There is that other side of things. It's, no, I, I, I'm I'm struggling with it in real time because I, I every once in a while I think like I get it and it's time to really get to the next. Like you know, here in Illinois, they've got a five-step plan that feels very sensible and it feels like the kind of thing where if something spikes, like if if number of cases spikes, they could they could walk the plan back, nice and easy, right? Um, and I and I, I'm very much on board with that. I like that idea. I think it's a really smart way to do it. And I think like, but how will I do it? Because you know, like, I can act like you know. I, I walk to work every. Day. I come to work every day. You know, which yeah, a lot of people would say like that's a bad idea. But I'm by myself. No, there's no one in here. I went to the Walgreens a week ago, and nearly had a panic attack. You were traumatized. Oh my God, was I traumatized? We See, went to pick up ribs. And I was in the car. We were all in the car, and I was tripping in the car. Yeah. You know, like, and, and the guy put the ribs in the trunk of the car. It was all. John big. put a mask on in the car. <laughs> I was, was. I prepped for surgery. Yeah, I, mean, you, I was you, ready to perform. You lost surgery. your uh, bearings. For I a actually second. had my hands up, facing me. If you can picture <laughs> that, like like a surgeon heading in, and you know, and I had a couple of other surgeons and nurses with me, and I was in full scrubs. I'm calm now when I shop because I've done it so much, but you haven't done it that much. So it still feels like, you know, you're on the front lines. But oh, I still like walking. If I see a person on the street, I'm kind of like, you know, 
what the hell are you doing? Get away from me. Like, you know, I really have that get away from me. What are you, crazy? Yeah. It's going to ta- it's going to take a while to unlearn. And I've got I've got uh, that concern looming in my head too. So before we get down the so that's where things stand kind of like pragmatically um, in our little nuclear situation pretty good right we're doing pretty well yeah we're yeah we're loving having George and Lauren and Lucy and I'm you know heads up dreading when they leave oh believe me head is up and I'm going to fill the house with matcha latte and just well, keep Force feeding them. Yes. Uh, well, and you're, you're going to have to fill the house with a little more John Duffy. <laughs> Be warned. Okay. So this is better. Yeah. Because <laughs> John's never home. I'm never home, but, but I'm working and doing things. Yeah. That's not going to cut it. I get that. <laughs> um. No, I mean, there's so much life in the house. And, oh, my gosh, Lucy wakes me up every day, jumps on me and, like, paws at me. It's so funny. So even if I wake up, like, ugh, which I have. I literally texted you that the other day when I woke up. Um, oh, she jumps She right. jumps on me and, like, just I'm laughing every morning when I get up. I'm just cracking up. What a great way to wake up. There is something awesome about that as you, the, the beginning of your day is laughing, you know yeah. what I mean, and like, or and the first, the first, um, you know, soul you speak to, is this dog who's like so happy to see you, so happy. Yeah, to see she's you. just like, shrieking. You know, and and um, I remember Seinfeld had a bit about dogs years ago that I, I thought was so funny. It's she almost like seems a little surprised, like you know, like what. Well, but it's, it's a party so cute again? now because she go she comes up and jumps up on the bed to see if everybody's awake, and she's really gotten good at. She'll jump up and look at you, and if you don't move, then she leaves. But she and she comes back and checks later, and then if you move, then she like sticks her little face in, and you know it's so cute. But she really has gotten good at. She just checks on all of us. Okay, jump up, look at you. Nope, they're still asleep. Jump down, you yeah, know, go back true. downstairs. It's so cute. That's true. It is. It's pretty great. So I used to get, you know, stressed out because I thought, if, oh, if I get up to go to the bathroom at 6 a.m., she's going to be all excited and think, you know, like a baby, like, it's time to get up. Right. <laughs> but she doesn't do that. She's amazing. No, and it makes, like, the, the, and, and our story does make me sincerely, like, really feel for people so we're quarantined with the people we want to be with the most. Um, and, you know, just picture that being a little different. You know what I mean? Like, and, oh, and yeah. um, you know, and I think people are locked into some really wretched situations, you know, for a really long period of time. And my hope is for a lot of those, like, maladaptive couplings and quadruplings going on that, they can disband at some point here. You know what I mean? Like I'm hoping that some that there's some relief in some of the households that just have yeah, too many people out, or just the wrong combinations for whatever reasons. You can spill out. You can have some people over. You can sit in your backyard. You can have a you know Mountain Dew or whatever. Have a glass of wine. Have a so have some s'mores. Just don't touch each other's sticks. <laughs> sure, right? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway. 
How are you doing with quarantine, John? Um, <laughs> sounds like you want to know. Um, I'm doing pretty well. You know, like uh, every once in a while, I get stressed out about it. You know, like I'm sick of worrying about it. And I, I get this kind of existential anxiety about some of the things I was like glad not to do for a while. Like, you know go to a restaurant and meet friends. <laughs> I'm kind of like, ooh, I I want to do that. I mean, I want the option. You know, I want to I want to go out. I want to go to a Springsteen concert. I want to I want to listen to music out there. I want to be in the world, you know what I mean? Like I do not want to be hermetically sealed in these few rooms for the Well, rest and of you the and time. I were on a kind of a roll. We were you had all these gigs booked all over the country. Yeah. And we were supposed to be traveling um, in the fall to all these fun places. And you've done some of those actually remotely. They wanted you to do it sooner because you know, because of the situation everyone's in. But, yes, yeah, so that's a bummer. And it's brutal because, you know, you talk to somebody in Maine. And before, so you get on the call. And, and you know, um, so in order to present to a group, you get on the Zoom thing or whatever. And you're talking to the people who set it up, and they're awesome. And then they explain, oh, if you were here, we've got the best fresh lobster right now. Yeah. And it's like, oh, right, Maine no, Lobster No, that was going to be amazing. Yeah. And we were going to uh, D.C., and we were all over the place. L.A., I think back to New York. So hopefully that will all start popping again sometime Yeah. I'm just picturing year. like the first time we get on a plane. Like how's that going to feel? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, friends of ours, another friend was telling me, just flew back from L.A., and the plane was full. Like, they weren't expecting that. And Wow, no kidding, really? Yeah. So, I mean, there were no, they had the middle seats full and everything. So that has to feel like, if you've been really careful, kind of like a crapshoot. That would not feel good to be on a four-hour flight, really close to people, breathing all the same air. I'll be honest. Being being really honest, like a shit show. I don't think I could do it. I mean, like right now. um, Yeah, I think I I think I might actually go. Nah, no. I think I would. I would not get on that plane. No, I'd rent a car and drive. So would I, for sure. We would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could. I mean, that day will come, but this is traumatic enough in my space that you know, like I wouldn't do it. You know, like if and and if. You know, Major League Baseball opened up tomorrow. Mm, I would go to Wrigley Field. I was just picturing, like, would I go to Wrigley Field and sit in Wrigley Field and wear a mask and, you know, sneak a hot dog under that mask? I probably would because I could convince myself, open air, I'm going to wear a mask. People around me will be wearing masks. And um, I'm not missing missing a Cubs game if I get a chance. So maybe that's a double standard. It's not a standard. It's just everyone's just going to figure out what they're comfortable with. Right. Airplanes are gross. Wrigley's not. That's, <laughs> that's the point. Well, no, being outside is different than being in a capsule because they say, you know, don't. It's Don't be inside, but stay inside. Well, don't. <laughs> you're going to catch it inside, don't but don't be, stay inside. Well, with people you're quarantined with, but don't be in a small space for a long time. That just, whatever. <laughs> I, sorry, I just ran out of my matcha Man, latte. Man, matcha latte died on that. Literally, no. like you could see the matcha latte's effectiveness just evaporate in that moment. Yep, yep, yep. How are you handling the quarantine, Julie? Wait, didn't I already talk about that? <laughs> oh, is that what we've been talking about you the whole time? 
I I have been uh, fine, and you know, some days. One of the things that gets to me, the, the pylon that really puts me over the edge is, you know, when you're watching a press conference and all the crap that people say in the comments, you know, it is definitely bringing out the asshole in a lot of people, pardon my language, um, but there's no other word. Uh, so that's really dispiriting. Um, there was a moment where it felt like this is all going to bring us all together. But I think it's going to be, uh, you know, the whatever the results, it's going to be weaponized by a lot of people, and so that that's almost um, that's almost an unbearable pile on for me. But in a micro way, it's been dreamy in our house to have George and Lauren and Lucy, uh, so fun, and it's given me purpose <laughs> I mean yeah. and I've done projects you know sometimes when there's people in your house that aren't just you you're motivated oh I'm gonna finally clean the basement and get it all dolled up and I'm gonna finally whatever reorganize the linen closet and I'm um, literally a guy came yesterday to build a patio that we've been talking about for a while you did <laughs> yeah so and just you know, cleaning up and cooking dinner and having yeah, having them there has been super fun. Which is why it's gonna be like a crypt when they leave. <laughs> oh good so lord. So you have to work less. Oh my god. Um but yeah. I'm gonna need some ideas from listeners of ways to keep Julie happy and occupied. There's no it's not uh it, it, you just can't be gone all the time. But we've, you know, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I think this is the right forum for this kind of a talk. No, it, it, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe yeah. it is, Julie. Maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it other is. people. Maybe other people should be in on this. Yeah. We're doing great. Um, but yeah, no, that part has been fun for us, right? Super yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, I've been I've been working a lot, so I've been like effectively like kind of like Five days on, two days off, like you know, right? Pretty much, and but the two days are are great, and it's fun to see uh, you and George and Lauren at night. And um, I don't want to see anybody in the morning. And everybody's been so. Lauren even gets. I think Lauren likes it quiet in the morning because if it's Lauren and I who are up, like we don't say any words, and I pat her on the head and I leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's that's the, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And do you have anything else? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I will say that normally I would have some uh, counterpoint to your despair about people weaponizing this whole thing politically, but somehow in the last few days, that's that's getting to me. Like that, that is. Um, really uh, revolting and and incredibly dispiriting and disappointing to me and um, it, it and one part of one thing I'm kind of bummed out about in the weirdest way is when I grew up um, I, I didn't learn from anybody in my family about politics but I've always had this interest in it so I used to like you know 
I would watch some uh, some things. I took a class on the Kennedys, so I learned some things about you know the politics of the '60s um, when I was in high school, and I took political science classes in college, and really considered that as a major, and considered going to law school and kind of following that kind of a path. I was that interested, and I've read a lot about politics, and um, so I so the theater of that part of our lives. I've always been interested in and fascinated by, and, and even the salacious stuff I um, found entertaining at times. You know what I mean? Like I, sometimes I thought like the, you know, when, when Reagan and Tip O'Neill would get at each other's throats, like that, that was pretty good theater. You know what I mean? Even, even like, you know, um, in the Clinton years, when when the when the the Republicans were were coming after him for the you know the sex scandal and lying under oath and all this stuff, though that was interesting at the time. And um, you know, somewhere along the line, it stopped being interesting. It stopped being fun. It just started being uh, we were inundated, and you realize, and maybe it's just 24-hour news. You just see too far behind the curtain, and you realize like, mm, this is an awful world. Like you know what I mean? This is an awful piece of our world and our lives and um, and kind of a gross part of America that we, you know, we've got like not our best and brightest. Right now you know, it's kind of gross, a yeah. shit ton of seats in Washington, you know what I mean? And not getting any, when you think about the degree to which, wow, why am I doing this? The degree to which we're not getting anything real done, you know what I mean? Like nothing, nothing is happening. No legislation's getting passed. We're just making it, you know what I mean? Like, and I know we're in the middle of a pandemic, but we're, even, we're not even doing anything about that, you know, really, in any kind of significant way on a federal level. My God, man, I, the, the way the slack that we've created makes us look so ridiculous on the world stage that we no longer are a country to turn to for guidance and help and relief, but we're like a, like a joke. You hot know what mess. I mean? We're yeah. a hot mess. And... Anyway, God bless America. Wow, you really went off. I there. went. I went to the dark side. I can't help it though. I, 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 there's, there's a lot of that in me right now. I'm feeling a lot of that. Like, mm, wow, we should be doing. I, I'm really disappointed in us. We should be doing better. We can do better than this. I agree that the United States should be doing better. And and um, yeah. So, just the yeah the discourse and I talked about that a million I way before this even happened and you know again I thought for five minutes it would certainly unite I mean it's it's the whole world is dealing with the same thing right now so when you think about it could like, have been a great equalizer a great connector but it is um, and and it is it is driven by people in power it's not it's not a connector it's a just a vomit comet and honestly, it's a little bit of a missed opportunity, right? Because, you know, you think about like um, the Kennedy assassination, 9-11, other crises that were just national, and we all came together as a nation, right? Well, I also, mean, do you remember the people all over the world, like having like, after 9-11, doing all over the world, oh, yeah. they, do, they did like candle lighting things, they, you know, stood up for us, and I don't know. I don't know what's yeah, happening. and now we're all affected by this, and somehow we're doing a terrible job of unifying. We're more divided than ever. All right, so I now just we got to stop ranting about that. We need to be po positive. 
Well, the positive probably comes from the micro, right? It probably um, the macro is what it is, you know, like and so the positive. Uh, well, I I want to remember not to get ahead of myself and think about when George and Lauren and Lucy leave, <laughs> but think about how uh, much how awesome it is and what a gift, what a precious surprise of a gift. I mean, crazy that we're, we've been able to spend this much time with them um, and have it go so beautifully and smoothly and every morning get to see everybody and everyone's just so sweet and great. Um, and, you know, let's all move into the this next phase, whatever it looks like, in a, uh, you know, just in a kind way. Um, we certainly, you know, want to care for ourselves and our families, but also the people around us. And so do what you can to make everybody feel um, a lot of, you know, as little anxiety as possible, right? Agreed. To make people feel safe and um, I know some people feel a little more comfortable being a little more loosey-goosey. Read the room. You know, if, if, if the people that you're trying to reunite with feel unglued because you're more comfortable than they are being up close and personal, back up step, a little bit. Step back, You know, right. and just allow everybody to reorient. Yep. Um, the most hopeful thing I've heard... And if it didn't come out of this mouth, it would have it would have appalled me in a way. Uh, but E Street Radio is putting these quotes from Bruce. So somebody did this couple hour long interview about a week ago with Springsteen, and um, and what was up today went something like this. Um, he was he what he's 70, and he said, um, "I'm 70 years old. I'm part of that group that this could kill." So. We need to take care of each other. I need you to take care of me because you know what? There's still rock and roll to play. Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and I, you know, and he repeated it. There's still rock and roll to play. So we got to take care of each other because otherwise there's not going to be a party. And we need a party. Yeah, we need a you party. You know? So he says, like, you know, the, only, the, the way to keep hope alive is to just take care of each other. And you're, to your point, like, yeah, if somebody asks you to step back, Step back. Just do it. You know what I mean? Like, even if you think it's ridiculous, do it. Because you never know, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you won't regret it. Right, right. You know? Even really good friends. It, and it feels, you know, I, one of the first times we popped in on friends and did a socially distanced chat, I think I mentioned this. I'm sorry if I, but it's been so long. Um, I, you know, I cried when we got home. And I, because I, it, it made me realize how, messed up it is to think that this the pe these people that you spend so much time with and vacation with and hug and kiss all the time you're worried they're gonna um kill you if you touch them or their dog and i i it was so upsetting and disorienting to me and i hated it um so that sucks so when we again reunite and grow our circles bigger um, don't take it personally if, if somebody doesn't want you to, you know, somebody who you love and know really well wants 
to you, you to stay six feet away and maybe even have the conversations. You know, like, how do we want this to go? How does everybody, you know, want this to go? I'll start. What? Um, if the year is 2020 and you're talking to me, please step back a little bit. <laughs> I'm a big enough germaphobe that I'm going to need you to step back or I'm not going to be able to attend to what you're saying. And I want to hear you and I want to connect with you. So I'm going to say to everybody listening, I probably love you as a human being. I need you to take a step back. <laughs> yeah. I need you to be a good six feet away. I'm probably going to need eight. You know what I mean? So you're going to have to, you're going to, have to talk pretty loud because my hearing is not great. But stand over there for, for just just for now. Well, Maybe in 2021. and vaccines and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. But even after that, you don't have to get so close to me. You know what I mean? With the, with the talking and the spitting and everything. With the whole thing, come on. Don't be that guy. <laughs> We're all going to get through it. We're all going to get through it. But, yeah, we just wanted to jump back on and say, hey, and um, – yeah, give a listen to Better and then uh, get the barbecue gr grill going. Yeah, we're, we're going to grill hamburgers. We're doing stuff. We, we're living the suburban life right now because we have a grill. <laughs> and Lauren, George's girlfriend, said, you have a grill. Maybe you should cook something on it, which Julie and I have had a grill for probably five years or so. No, no, two years. Well, we, we had a grill before, then it got stolen. We had a new grill, but we had not used it. It, it just sat but in the garage. man, when you grill something, it tastes real good. <laughs> So Do you guys good. know that? You should try that. We're going to grill burgers tonight. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to go do that now. Yes. So Memorial Day weekend starts right now. Yeah. Everybody take care. Um, look at your peeps. Think, think loving thoughts. Um, oh, and in case you missed it, that was a quarantine check-in. <laughs> yes, indeed. This is better. Right, love, love you, honey. honey. Jinx. 